I think the first thing to say in terms of where we'll be in the next five years is customers will continue to be at the heart of the business. Uh, if you don't listen to what customers want, you, you don't stay in business, so that's absolutely right. And the first thing customers want is fantastic service, and that continues to be a focus for us, and I know it will be in five and 50 years. It's just fundamental is how you service customers and the experience you give them. Uh, moving forward then, I think what we've seen you know, in, in um, society over the last 10 years is technology changing ever more quickly and advancing ever, you know, incredibly quickly. Uh, so we'll see a lot of blurring between the internet, between stores, between call centres. That's going to be, um, in, you know, continue to change. Uh, but undoubtedly, customers will always want to come into stores like this to try uh, the fantastic technology that we've got and see it firsthand. That, that I don't believe will ever change. Customers' expectations are very high. Every time you go into a store, are there TVs? Yeah, so you'd need advertising in there. Yeah, you would. Um, I need to text customers as they walk up to stuff. Mm, yeah, I would. If someone walks past a, um, a cafe or a Tazra or an upper crust on the station, would it be good to text them? So it goes, half price, upper crust, now, five minutes, two minutes, buy it instantly. Yeah, we'd want to do that, and so we do. So every way of talking to people nowadays would invent. That means we have 40 designers. They're from film, they're from digital um, software <laughs> management, they're brand specialists, we've got some advertising people, there's some brand people who've worked on, I mean, it, it's diverse. And you put them together, you make them work together. There are two key trends, I think, um, which are already happening now, which we'll see uh, increasingly in the next 10 years. The first is, is integration with other marketing disciplines. So I think um, we've seen an increase in the last two years of the number of brands, the number of forward-thinking brands who want PR and advertising to work hand-in-hand, hand, or PR, advertising and marketing and, and digital communications to work hand-in-hand. Hand. I think that's going to become the norm increasingly. And I think you'll see a number of agencies either forming close alliances or even merging or working more closely together. Um, Nelson Bostock, for example, is already part of the Creston Group, which offers uh, direct marketing services, research services. It's, it's, it's a kind of, it's a grouped insight, it's an insight group of companies that can deliver an integrated, an integrated offering to clients. That's going to become in, increasingly important. Um, the role of digital will only increase, um, although we've talked a lot about social media, about the um, opportunities afforded by digital channels. Um, it, it's still really in its infancy. Um, there has been some debate in the industry as to whether that, those channels should be owned by advertising, they should be owned by PR, they should be owned by marketing. I think there is a good argument for PR being at the forefront of, of owning that channel because it deals with conversations with consumers and that ultimately has always been the role of, of public relations. I think as we move forward, digital will be seen to be just another part of the PR mix. It already is to some extent now, by forward-thinking companies, I think that will become the norm within the next few years. We're going to be going online for much more of the day than we used to. I think innovations like the iPad are going to make it you know, much less necessary to use pen and paper to actually have paper out there. I think that you know, having a web presence in whatever form it is is just going to be a part of your daily life pretty much you know, the whole time. And I think there's going to be um, a lot more work in terms of GPS, so I think we're going to see a lot more, you know, everyone's carrying around GPS chips at the moment in their phones, but we're not using them really. I think people have an innate desire to want to know where each other is, and I think that 
you know, companies like Google are producing Latitude, that's not had much take up, but I think that understanding where people are is going to be quite key. I think in e-commerce we're going to see, um, basically I think nothing is now sacred to the high street. And so I think anything that requires, you know, you know, tailor-made, custom-made, anything that says those things on is now, you know, also the, dem the, the, the domain of the internet. And so I think, um, I think that's going to be interesting. I think also as people get older, we're going to see a much more of a, a more mature population using the web in ways that they potentially don't at the moment. So I think, um, you know, focusing on healthcare, focusing on products that are related that have become more important as you get older is, is an interesting, you know, angle to go in. I think also, um, I think we're going to see, I mean, I think we're going to see a shaping, shaking up of entire business models. So, you know, the way that clothes are, uh, you know, brought to market, for example, the way that designs make it through to the high street, the way, um, the way we think about, you know, when we buy a product. So do we buy wine in the store or do we buy it, buy it when it's in the barrel? I think these are kind of interesting concepts that the, the web, you know, and business models, that the web inspires entrepreneurs to, to start, you know, rethinking, as it were. So I think, you know, I think the evolution of the internet is going to bring with it a whole new set of changes. Um, you know, web one potentially was about, you know, replicating online, uh, high street experiences online. Web two was maybe about, you know, social utilities. You know, I think the next generation of, of websites is going to be about, you know, looking at entire business models and slightly the same as the way Glass Direct have done. And um, basically, you know, producing, you know, new, more customer orientated, more, more engaged, more custom made products online. Our way forward is that we've got to keep thinking what's the next best thing we can do to help the environment. So we've decided that maybe one of the ways we should go is what we call greener build because people, they've got products in their houses, they should start thinking about their houses as well. Um, again, a lot of people can't afford solar panels or they can't afford that, but there's certain things that they can do like boring things that people don't see like insulation. I mean people think, oh I'd like a wind generator on my house, but that will only probably light three or four light bulbs, whereas insulation is far more important. So we, we're emphasising on that a little bit more about the greener build side of houses. We've only got to look around us at the moment and we see that there's huge problems with unemployment here. There's been the banking crisis. There's huge problems coming in China. China has artificially controlled its environment that has kept prices down. But unfortunately, that's now spilling out to the the people who work there and they're seeing that the price of apples has gone up from 5 RMB to 15 RMB, the cost of fuel, the cost of um, transport, all that is spilling out and therefore wage rises are coming, commodity prices are going up. I'm not so sure that China will necessarily be the most competitive place, it will still be very competitive over the next 10 years. I think that what we'll see is um, factories looking to retrench perhaps, maybe closer to home where they don't have such high shipping costs, such long lead times, and they will be following the model of the likes of Zara and you know, H&M, um, where they are manufacturing close to home. We've got China, we've got India, we've got certainly Brazil, many other countries which are developing, and they're middle classes, people with disposable income, and the disposable income of the nations are growing quite rapidly. They will fuel the demand for retail, for, domest for, for, for domestically for them, but it will be export for us. 
And that's what we have to do. We have no choice but to become, look at global interest if we want to grow. I think the level of growth within our domestic markets are limited. Historically, we can see they're limited. But certainly around the world, there is still a huge amount of growth still to come.